Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. My name's Jerry. This is my wife, Lori, and my daughter, Kendall. Uh, our son, Avery, actually is on staff at the Oaks uh, in, in Dallas or Red Oak. So um, that kind of completes the circle. <laughs> we, uh, we, most recently, we were executive pastors at Harvest Fellowship on Artesia, New Mexico for about 13 years. And so recently, God just been stirring our heart to do something different. And so we're just, we're just walking forward. Does that make sense? We're just walking forward and doing what he is asking us to do. So I woke up this morning with this verse on my mind, and I don't know who this is for. I don't know what's going on, but here, here it is. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 says this, I, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not, it doesn't say that twice, but I'm just going to say it again. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's, that's so cool to think that the God of the universe, the God who created everything, is with you wherever you go. Look at somebody and say, he's with you. They, uh, several, uh, well, a couple years ago, I was at my friend's church in Carlsbad, um, and there was a guy there by the name of Rick Pino. He's a, he's a worship leader, worship guru guy, um, and, and he said something that really stuck out to me at one point. As he, was just, he was just talking. Like, he sang a little bit, and he talked a lot. It was, it was interesting. But um, so he's just talking, and he said something that I don't know that anybody else caught. But I did. And he said this. He said, if you pursue God, you will miss nothing. If you pursue him, you will miss nothing. But if you don't pursue him, you will miss everything. And so I just, I just encourage you this morning. I don't know what's happening in your life. I don't know what's going on in, in where you're at. But here's what I do know. That the God who created you and formed you and put you together in your mama's womb loves you completely and totally, and he says that I'm going to be with you wherever you go, and if you pursue me, you're not going to miss anything, but if you don't pursue me, you're going to miss a whole bunch, and so that's just free for you this morning. I don't even know where that came from, so um, that was just something that God woke me up with this morning, and so I just wanted to share that with you, and so if you would, would you just close your eyes before we get into the word, and let's just pray. Jesus, today, I love you so much. You're so amazing. You're so good. You're so faithful. Man. You're so true. You're so right. You're so holy. You love us so much. You care about us more than anything else in the world. God, you did what you did for us, and so we're so grateful today. God, just be with us. Speak to us. Overwhelm us with your presence and your power and your love. Holy Spirit, fill this room like you've never filled it before. And God, change lives and change hearts, starting right here, right now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. All right, on the count of three, I need you to yell your name at me, and I'm going to listen. All right, one, two, three. All right, cool. I don't even know. I met Cecil back there earlier. He's pretty cool. I like him. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out with Cecil. That's it. Um, just kidding. So, hey, have you ever had one of, those, uh, one of those people in your life that, like, just knows how to push your buttons? Like, stop looking around. 
Stop tapping your person. Stop tapping people on the shoulder. You got one of those people, like, they just know how to push your buttons. Or they know where your last nerve is, and like 98.75% of the time, they are on it. They're standing on it. They're doing a dance on it. I watched a UFC fight last night, and the guy afterwards was like, because he, like, beat the guy. It was funny. So what am I doing? I don't know. They, they just know where that last nerve is, and they stay on it. They just, they just know what to do to make you feel like you've lost your mind. Like, like yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I think about the fact that all of us have these moments where someone says something or does something that just hits us wrong or, or really challenges us to clothe ourselves with the love of Jesus. Like, it challenges us to really just look to the face of Jesus and say, I... I would love to just say something right now, but I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be quiet. I'm just going to just stop. And um, I'm, by, I'm, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed and family-proclaimed one of the most impatient drivers on the face of the earth. Like, I love to get where I'm going in record time. Like, I would, there was times, like, I don't do it as much anymore because, it's, it's more difficult in Redoso to get up the, the mountain. But, like, there's times in my life where, like, I would set a time, like, I would text them and say, I'm going to be at the house in seven minutes and 23 seconds, and I need help unloading the car. And so I would, set, I would put a timer on, and as soon as I would send that text, I would push that button, and I would try to get there, like, in that, in that time frame, if not sooner. That was my goal, to get there sooner. So I'm, like, one of the most impatient drivers in the world. One of my biggest pet peeves, and if I see you today later on and, and something like you do this, I know you're doing it out just to mess with me. But one of my biggest pet peeves in all the world is like when I pull into a parking lot, like say a Walmart, even though y'all don't have one here, like Lowe's, the grocery store. So I pull into the, the parking lot and the person, like I pull in and the person is taking the longest, like the the biggest angle to get to the front door. You ever, you, have you seen this? Oh, it drives me insane. I tell people all the time, straight lines, straight across, straight, like straight, straight. It's way quicker. Like straight, like I, it does. Like I did that, I, I, told, I told the guys at our church back in Harvest, or back in our tea job, I'm like, I told them that, and then, so now they all, they, like, watch me. If they, they would watch me. They'd be like, okay, straight lines. Like, because it, they're like, are you going to do it? Like, are you going to do straight lines? But it drives me insane because I'm like, you're taking the longest angle. You're walking in the middle of the, like, thing. Just go straight. Like, anyways, it's just, like, now you know what drives me crazy. But, but recently, God and I have been having this conversation, and he's been talking to me and challenging me. And encourage me, encouraging me with a mindset of unconditionally. Unconditionally. And so I want to read this passage of scripture to you, and then we're going to talk about it for just a minute. It says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 13 to 21. says this, if it seems we are crazy, <laughs> sorry. if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. 
We died for everyone, or he died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one point, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Amen? The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, for God made Christ who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. In Jesus' name, everybody said. All right, see you all later. <laughs> like, come on, man. That's like... It's so amazing just to read the word of God and just to hear it, to just think about those things, to think about the fact that we have a responsibility to draw others to Christ, just with our life, just with who we are. I was sitting with a friend the other day. We were talking about family. He, was, he, he likes to talk, so I was letting him talk. Like, and so he was talking about his family, and he was talking about just everything that they are to him and everything that they mean to him. And, and um, he's very, very opinionated, very opinionated person. And I, and I love it. He's going to tell me the truth all the time. He, and, and, and he's so giving. He's so generous. One of the most generous people I've ever met in my entire life. And by the way, he's like a millionaire. So, like, he's just so giving, just so generous. And, 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 and he's, he goes to the Catholic Church. And he's just awesome. I love him so much. I love his family. Um, they've, they've blessed us completely. Talking about his family, he's talking specifically about um, his oldest daughter, or one of his daughters. And um, she has chosen a lifestyle that he doesn't agree with completely. Like, he's just, he has a hard time with it. And um, at one point in time, he had gotten so upset with her that he told her, I don't want anything to do with you. Get out of my house. I don't want to have anything to do with you. His wife comes to him just a little bit later and says, is that really what you want? Is that really what you want? Is it, you really want her to go away and never come back? And uh, so he called his daughter on the phone, talked to her, just apologized, still stood his ground and said, I still don't believe in what you're doing, but I want you to know that I love you. I love you. Um, and in our conversation, he said something that, man, has just stuck out to me. He said this, this one word. He said, I realized that I need to love my kids, all of them, because his kids are pretty crazy. I yeah, anyways. Um, he's, he said, I need to love my kids unconditionally. Unconditional love. I may not always agree with what they do, but I'm going to love them unconditionally. God wants us to hear something today. 
I want you to write, you can write these down if you take notes. Number one is this, he loves you unconditionally. He loves you. He loves you unconditionally. Just, man, just, just speak that over your life. He loves you unconditionally. How awesome is it to even think about that? His love for you is unconditional. The Bible says that while we were, still, we are, while we were yet sinners, Christ, what, died for us, gave his life for us. We all know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. But we lo- I love verse 17. My pastor and, and Artesia loves verse 17. It's like his theme verse. For God did not send his son into the world to what? To condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He didn't come to condemn us. He didn't come to, to tell us how bad we are. He just came to save us. Now, sometimes that means that he's going to show you that you need to do some things differently in your life. But he came to save you. He came to set you free. There's something so amazing about you, something so amazing about each one of us, that that God says, God says, I see you, and I love you so much. I see you, and I love everything. I, I just love you. I love you. I'm so enthralled with you. Everything that I've been reading recently, read a book from Levi Lusco. I'm reading a book from Chad Veach right now. And it talks about just the greatness of, of who we are as individuals. Just how, how, how amazing we are, how much God really loves us. Like that he put us together just the way that we are. With our big bellies and our white beards and our, <laughs> and our flaws and our mistakes. Like he put us together. He loves us. I'm just so amazed by that. It's an unconditional love. It means it's absolute. No strings attached. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to be anything special. You are loved unconditionally by the creator of this world. Because he loves you so much, he's looking at you today and he's saying, hey, you see that thing over there that's like messing with you? You need to push that out. You need to get rid of that. Like I have a friend who came to me and said, man, I just, every time I try to get going with God, something comes up and I just really get frustrated and I really get discouraged. And I said, you know what? That's a good thing because here's what God's doing. Every time you're starting to get closer to him, he's pulling stuff up that you need to cut off and get rid of. Have you ever thought about that? Like, it's not just the fact that, that he's saying, hey, look, like, deal, like, he's not trying to discourage you. He's trying to encourage you and say, hey, deal with that and get it out of your life and keep going. Because I love you unconditionally. He loves us unconditionally. Number two is this. Christ's love controls us. Christ's love controls us. Look at verse 13 again. It says, it seems, if it seems we are crazy, which I love that so much. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Christ's love controls us. It goes on to say, so we have stopped evaluating others through a human point of view. We've stopped doing that. After my conversation with my friend, God really challenged me to look to, and to start looking at people differently. And, and it is great to, to think about. There are people around you every single day that just need the love of Jesus. There's people around you every single day that need you to be controlled by Christ's love. And, and 
and, and to show that outwardly. Sometimes we're like, well, I show Christ's love by not doing what I would normally do, by not saying what I would normally say. Well, that's great, but maybe you need to take it a step further and say, okay, I, I, I know that I have this thing in my life, and I know that I'm frustrated by this person, so maybe I need to reach out to them and do something for them to show them how much Jesus really loves them, to show them outwardly. It may be the person, for some of you, it may be the person that you look at in the mirror every single day. It may be that, that you need to show Christ's love outwardly to yourself and say, like, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There, there is nothing that can come against me in Jesus' name. Like, there, there's things that you may need to speak over your own life and over your own family and over your own kids and over your own husband or your own wife or the people around you or the employees that you work with or the people that you go to school with or whatever the case may be. But there, there may be something inside of you that needs to look at the mirror and say, Jerry, you need, to, you need to show Christ's love outwardly every single day. It may be for your spouse or your kids or your grandkids or just the people you work with. It, there's, there's something about that that we need to let Christ's love control us. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm so, like, I wish that I could tell you that I'm working on my impatient driver skills. But, well, you know, like... It's rubbed off on my daughter, which is really bad, because what you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess, and I'm just, it's bad. But, like, um, Jesus, please forgive me. Um, but, like, it, like I, I, wish, I wish that I could say that I was working on it, and, and I, I'm, I'm aware of the problem, and I'm working, like, I'm trying. Anyways, stop it. Um, but the thing is, is that, like, I need to look at people and say, what, like, what is God trying to do in their life? What is he wanting to, to do inside of them? I need, to be, I need to be driven by Christ's love. Just, just, just let his love control me like a, like a RC car. Just let his love control me. Christ's love controls us. Number three is this, don't get distracted. Um, Levi Lesko said that Satan knows that if he can distract you, he can destroy you. If he can distract you, he can destroy you. There's some people in our, sometimes in our life where the devil realizes that if I can just get him off a little bit, I'm a win. Doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be that you stop coming to church. Doesn't need to be that, 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 that you stop reading your Bible. It just means that he's just, he just wants to get you off a little bit. Just, just distract you just a little bit and he can destroy you. First Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, stay alert. Stay alert. That's what it says. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But God says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Stand firm and be strong in your faith. To me, there's something so special and so amazing just about being in the presence of God. There's something so amazing, so precious, so wonderful, so beautiful about being in the presence of God. And, and, and Satan understands that. Satan realizes that, and he wants to get you away from that. He wants to get you away from this house. He wants to get you away from, from your worship time and your house by yourself with your wife, with your kids. He wants to take that away from you. I know that our enemy knows that... Also, that, and so he is going to do everything that he can to distract you from being in God's presence. You remember that story of Saul before he became Paul? He was walking down the road, bright light, 
spotlight, like blinds him. He's blind for three days. His guys take him to this house, put him in this house, and then another guy comes along by the name of Ananias and, and prays for him, and scales fall off of his eyes. Like, that whole story of the blinding, like, like it just, it, I, I think about it, and the Bible doesn't really say why God blinded Saul. Doesn't, doesn't say. And there's theologians that have come up with different things of why, like why he blinded him, why he, why he did that. And, and I was thinking about it one day, and I thought, God, did you blind Saul for three days just so that you could have his full attention? Like, did you blind him so that, so that he wouldn't be looking around at all the things that he was supposed to be doing? Like, he felt like he was doing what God called him to do, but God, like, blinded him and said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing these things? And I just wonder if God just blinded Saul so that he could get his attention. Like, he, he could say, hey, look, I need your attention. I need your full attention. And maybe there's, there's some things in your life that you need to be blinded from so that you're not distracted. Maybe there's some things in your life that you need to, to turn a blind eye to. Maybe a relationship, maybe a friendship. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some people in your life that you need to be blinded to so that, so that God can do exactly everything that he wants to in your life so that you're not distracted. There's this worship song that I love from Bethel Worship called Holy Forever. And there's a line that says, if you've been forgiven and if you've been redeemed, sing the song forever to the Lamb. And I love this part right here. If you walk in freedom and if you bear his name, sing the song forever to the Lamb. If you bear his name. I love this line and I love this thought. If I bear his name, there is, there's a responsibility that comes with that. Everyone around me deserves Christ's love unconditionally. Everyone around me, if I'm bearing his name, every person that I come in contact with deserves the unconditional love of Jesus, our Savior. If, if I'm bearing his name, everything I do, everything I, I am needs to show people who Jesus really is. Like, that's, that's my life. That's who I am. Bill Johnson says this, every area of my life must be part of my worship of God himself. If there's a part of my life that cannot be an expression of my love for God, it shouldn't be in my life. It shouldn't be in my life. Man, that's so, that's wild. That's, that's challenging. That's, that's going from, from here in your relationship to Jesus to here in your relationship to Jesus. Saying if there's something in my life, there's a scripture verse. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Like, if there's anything between you and me, get it out of my life, Jesus. That's what we're saying. You and I need to be controlled by Christ's love. It may look weird to people, or it may confuse people, but there is something about bearing his name that has to change you. So, impatient driver story. I got rear-ended the other day. I know, the guy that drives like a maniac. And I was driving pretty wild that day. But I, did, I, did, I was just sitting at the stoplight. I was listening to Chris Durso on my phone. I was trying to finish a sermon that I was listening to. And, and like, I'm, I'm sitting there at the stoplight, just minding my own business, and this lady runs into the back of me. Crunch. I'm like, well, that's interesting. 
And so I put it in park, turn on my four-way flashers, and I step out of the car, and I look at the lady's face, and she's, like, freaking out. And I'm like, well, it's probably, you probably should be. But, like, and so I step out, I'm, I get on my phone. She's like, I'll pay for everything. And I'm like, no, that's what you have insurance for. It's fine. Like, we're cool. Like, she's like, I'll pay for everything. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I pull my phone out, call 911. And right as I call 911, there's a police officer that comes walking up. And so I go through this whole process with her, and, and, and I just stay, just stay even killed. Well, one thing you have to know is that we don't like this car. So that's probably part of it. But we don't like this car. We're trying to get rid of it. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. I go... I, t- I go to try to sell it to somebody. They offer me, like, a low ball. I'm like, I'm not doing that because it's worth more. Anyways, so, like, so like I'm trying to figure out what to do with this car, and I get rear-ended, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm hoping, man, I hope, dear Lord, please let it be totaled. Like, because I can get a lot more money out of it if it's totaled than I can. Where was I at? Oh, yeah, Okay. So I just stayed, I stayed even killed the whole time, just like, just like, just, I wasn't worried about anything. I, like, everybody was okay. I didn't get whiplash. Like, I wasn't expecting it, so I don't, like, it wasn't no big deal. Like, I just, just like, stay. and she's freaking out the whole time. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah, okay. Like, we're having these conversations back and forth. She's fist bumping me. I'm like, it's cool. We're good. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. I'll pay for everything. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But, but I realized in that moment that I have this opportunity to, to just be Jesus. I realized in this moment that if I would have got out of my car and went back to her and said, what are you thinking? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And like just did what we would normally do. Right? Come on. Like if I would have did what people just normally do. I would have ruined everything. I wouldn't have shown the love of Jesus. And so I just did, I just stayed even, like I was making, I just stayed the, through the process. And come to find out later that my my wife knows like they're like she knew who of their family and just different things and they don't have the greatest family in the world and I was just thinking, man, God just just help me to be that light. Help me to just show Jesus and everything I am, everything I say, everything I do. God, may we all be so locked into your love that we can't be distracted from what we are called to do. And be for your glory. Help us to love our family more. To love our community more. To love our church more. To love the unlovable more. And to love unconditionally. I have a friend named Gio. Gio um, showed up at our church in Artesia a few months ago. First time he showed up, he showed up with his daughter and his fiance. And uh, my, my wife and daughter fell in love with their daughter because she was just gorgeous. And um, it was one of those situations where, like, have you ever met somebody who you thought, they're just going to leave that kid and take off? Like, that's the thought that went through my wife and my daughter's mind, and they're like, we'll take her. <laughs> like, but, like, so Gio um, 
started coming to our church after that moment. The first week, I just said, hi, how you doing? All these different things. Second week, I think he sat by me on the front row, and I just, I just, I brought him in and just was like, man, God, there's something about this kid that you have something for. And so, like, I went through this process with Gio, and I'm still going through this process with Gio. Like, I, I still talk to him, like, um, and I still text him. I say, you okay? You going to church? Everything good? Like, all these different things, like, I'm still doing it. And in Gio, um, we helped Gio get an apartment. I helped Gio move stuff into that apartment. There's people in our church that have given him all kinds of different things. Gio's 19 years old, and um, Gio decided a couple weeks after he had come with his daughter and his fiance, a couple weeks later, he, he decided that it wasn't good for his daughter to be in this situation, so he took his daughter and flew to Louisiana and dropped his daughter off with his mom and came back, ended up breaking up with his fiance, and like all these different things, just all these things. The other day, he told me that, yeah, I got robbed. My, somebody broke into my house and stole everything, stole my phone, stole all this stuff. And I'm saying, I, and I'm just trying to encourage Gio, just trying to love Gio. 19 years old. My daughter's 19 years old. <laughs> like, Gio's 19 years old. The, like, people look at him and don't, like, like, they don't want to do anything with him. Like, he's, he's just, he's a little rough around the edges, but man, he's such... I just, there's something about him that God said, love him, love him, love him. See, here's here's our problem is that a lot of times we think, we look at a geo and we go, shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Shame on you for bringing, shame on you. Shame on you. And what good does that do? What if, God's telling me, he's saying love him. Love him, love him, love him. He doesn't smell the greatest. He doesn't look the greatest. Like he, like the other day, anyways, never mind. But like he's just like, I'm like, Gio, bro. And I've I've had conversations with him. I'm like, Gio, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you can't do that, Gio. Like I love you and you can't do that. He, he, he likes, he likes things that I'm like, if you're, what are you doing with that? Well, it just makes me feel good. No. Like, it, like you need to work on that. You need to get to a different place with that. Like, I, like I've, I've sat down and I've had those conversations with Gio because Jesus told me to love Gio. And so I text him still, and I love him, and, I, and I'm cheering him on. And I just pray, like, that's the kind of heart that we need to have. That's the heart that you need to have, that I need to have, that all of us in this, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, we all need to have that kind of love. Several months ago, a couple years ago, I came across a video. Um, y'all know the song Reckless Love. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending. Like, I came across a video, and I'm going to show it to you. Um, it's this video of these people just walking up to some homeless people on the street. And just beginning to sing over them. I want you to watch this. And then we'll close out.
I love the heart of that video. Just to be able to take who I am and say, you deserve it. You deserve the unconditional love of a Savior who says, there's no shadow I won't light up. There's no mountain I won't climb up. There's no wall I won't kick down. No wall I won't tear down. No door I won't kick down. No wall I won't tear down chasing after you. That's the kind of God that we serve. And that's the kind of God that we just need to show people. Can you just close your eyes for a second today? Holy Spirit, would you just move in our hearts and in our lives in this moment? So grateful, God, just to be here right now. So grateful, God, just to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, would you just blow us away? Strength of God, would you just manifest yourself in our lives? Mercy of God, would you just rest on us? With your eyes closed and your heads bowed, just think about this for a second. Do you have, are you struggling with just receiving the unconditional love of a Savior? Are you in this room today and you're just, you're sitting there and you're saying, but you don't know, Pastor Jerry, where I came from, what, I, what I'm dealing with, the things that are in my life. You don't understand, Pastor Jerry. And you may be right. I may not understand. But here's one thing I do know that the Savior of the world loves you unconditionally. And if you're sitting in this room today and you just say, Pastor Jerry, I'm struggling with, with receiving that unconditional love of a Savior, I want you to be bold. And I just want you to stand where you are. You're just saying, Pastor Jerry, I just, this unconditional love thing, you don't, you don't get it. I'm so, I'm such a mess good because he loves you you're struggling with just receiving that unconditional love just stand where you are it's okay maybe you're here today and you're struggling with putting on Christ's love just being controlled by his love you those people that push your buttons you push back those people that, that get on your last nerve, you push them off. Like, like you, you, you struggle with just being controlled by Christ's love. And that's you today. If that's you today, would you just stand where you are? You're just struggling with being controlled by Christ's love. It's okay. Anybody today struggling with being controlled by Christ's love. Jesus, we love you. We honor you today, Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're just, you just need, man, you just really need to not be distracted. You struggle with it. Man, you struggle with being distracted. You get on the right path, you start doing what God's calling you to do, and you just get, you, you see something shiny and you just get distracted. Squirrel, I get distracted. 
Like whatever it is, there's, there's some things in your life that are just really, 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 man, you're trying, but you just keep getting distracted and you're struggling with that today. Would you stand? Just saying, I, I, Pastor Jerry, I struggle with, I get distracted. I get distracted. Jesus, we love you. Anybody else today? Any three of those things? You get distracted. You're having a hard time receiving Christ's unconditional love. You're, you're having a hard time just being, man, just being controlled by Christ's love, whatever it is. Thank you. Thank you. I love the thought of just stepping forward. Just, t- just every day, just taking another step closer to Jesus. Every day, just moving closer to Jesus. And that's what I encourage you with. Those of you that are standing right now, I just encourage you, just take another step closer every day. Take another step closer every day. If you step backwards, if you mess up and you make a mistake, just keep going. Just keep practicing. Just keep taking a step forward. Just keep taking a step forward. If you struggle with being distracted and you you find yourself being distracted, just stop where you are and say, no, I just, I don't want to get distracted from the things that God has for me in Jesus' name because I want everything that he has for me. Jesus, I pray for those that are standing right now. I pray, Lord God, that your glory and your anointing would just fill their lives. God, all these areas, Lord Jesus, that, that, that they're dealing with, all the things that they're frustrated with, all the things that, that, they're, they're, that, that they just think that nobody understands, nobody gets it, nobody gets it. God, you see, you know, you understand. And you're leading us, you're guiding us, you're directing us. And so, God, we say from this point on, we're going to just take a step forward every day. We're going to take a step closer every day. We're going to do a little bit more each day. We're, gonna, we're just going to keep walking. We're going to keep going. We're going to be obedient. We're going we're gonna to sacrifice. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to love the way that we need to love, and we're going to serve the way that we need to serve. Jesus, help us. Help us in Jesus' name. Would the rest of you just stand with me? God, I love you so much, Jesus. I love you so much, Jesus. I love you so much, Jesus. Just put your hands out in front of you. God, today in Jesus' name, I just pray for unconditional love just to sweep over this place. God, as we leave this place, I pray that your unconditional love would just just go with us. God, that we would be your hands and your feet extended into a dark world. That we would be your voice and your light, Lord Jesus. That we would step forward and be the people that you have called us to be. God, we are your people called by your name to do great things that we don't even know yet. And so, God, we trust you. God, we love you. God, we honor you. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God, thanks for your greatness. Thanks for your goodness. We love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory, God, because you truly deserve it. In Jesus' name, if you love the Lord, would you just shout amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.